Blog Talk Radio. And indeed there is. Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Rescue Radio. I'm Margie, and tonight we have the return of a very special guest. Uh, some of you may have remembered him from our, one of our very first shows, and that's Rusty. Rusty's back with us tonight to talk about Christmas and, and do some commentary on his thoughts about Christmas. Hi, hi Rusty, where have you, well, well, where, where I, have you been? I, I've been out. I've been, I've been so busy with stuff, doing stuff, and and it's a real pleasure here to be back here on on your show, Marjorie. Uh, I'm li- live right here in the studio, which I'm not even call- calling in any, you know, today. Yeah, so I- I- I'm I'm a little nervous, but is do you think it's going to be okay? Or? I'm sure it'll be oh, just all right, fine. All right, yeah. I'll I'll just give you I'll give you easy questions. I, I got I'm kind of nervous, but I got some stuff. Uh, I really been in my craw. I got a. Well, you know I gotta what, say it. You well, well, you know what we're talking about tonight. Should we just kind of help out a little bit? We're going to talk about Christmas and the kind of the history, the traditions, yeah. what yeah. we're seeing today. And, and first of all, you know, you've been out and about. I'm sure you've getting getting around a little bit. What are you seeing? Well, I, I've been, you know, I've been running around with this Christmas stuff for quite a while, and you know, this year and other years, and and um, you know, it is is a funny thing about this Christmas stuff. It it, you know, we talk about the season, mm-hmm. you know, the season. There's a season, you know, and I, I don't know where where it starts and where it ends, you know, because <laughs> uh, the, it starts, it seems like about Labor Day, people start putting up Christmas stuff yeah. in, the, in them stores. and Yeah, and, usually you and, can tell if it's a season because there's snow. It kind of is the mark of a season. But, boy, this year we are not getting any good indications, yeah, yeah, are we? Yeah. So that's kind of confusing. I'm well, yeah, yeah and sure. I, I don't know how it, how you figure it's a season. I mean, there's there's winter and and spring and summer and fall, and then there's Christmas season. This is I thought there's four seasons, but I guess there's there's five. They you know put that Christmas season in there yeah, and stick it in there and, and, between everything. And, and they got all that stuff, you know, they um all that pretty stuff, and you know all the trees and lights and wreaths and. Uh, you know all that kind of, all kind of decorations that that are going on in the stores and uh, on the main streets and and everywhere and in, in folks's folks's houses as well. There's there's all kinds of do you think, uh, decorations and well, it's just it's something that you know you do it. People do it even not a lot now at Halloween time, which I think is kind of crazy. But <laughs> but Christmas, of course, is 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 the is the number one thing as far as all them decorations. Well, yeah, decorations, and I'm sure, I, I'm, I've always said to myself, boy, if a Martian would come here about Christmas time, hey, he, he'd have no idea. You know what? I remember some years ago, mm-hmm. way back there, there I went to one of them, their Christmas plays in the church. Yeah, a church had a Christmas play. Oh, good. Yeah, there was a Christmas play in, at, at, at a church there, and, the, I remember the story when you funny you mentioned about the Martian. One of, one of one year there was this play about 
uh, this Martian that crash landed his spaceship on Earth at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And he, the whole play was about him trying to figure out what was really going on <laughs> because there was lights and there was Santa Claus and there was reindeer and, and there was all these parties and, and people just, you know, drinking and stuff. And, and, and finally, uh, in, in, the, in the play, he, he figured it out that it was, it was about, uh, somebody named Jesus. Jesus. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. You have a good memory to remember how far back that might have been. Well, but listen, yeah. talking about far back, let's go back to the beginning of history, uh, the history of Christmas. And, you know, um, I think what you're, you're looking at here, what we've seen, you know, the the things, the controversies around Christmas, what's politically correct, to, can we say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, these little, these little tips that we have. There is this is nothing new to Christmas. Christmas has been quite controversial throughout its history. Yeah, they, they they've been fighting over Christmas. It is something that we fight over Christmas. But tell tell us some stuff. I mean, this this just didn't start right well, now this year. No, the no. Piece, pe- folks have been fighting over Christmas for a long time. Well, you know, I guess the big issue with Christmas is always the word Christ uh, mm-hmm. and Christ Mass. It's actually two words. It, it comes from. Uh, the word Christmas is come, comes from two words. It's an old English word, uh, and I won't pronounce it, but it's English, old English. I, maybe you can pronounce it, Rusty. What do you, can, you oh, know, old English? Christ uh, 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 looks like, but it's it's old English. It, it just means like Christ Mass. Yes, exactly. And, of course, Mass has to do with the, uh, the Catholic yeah, Church the and Catholic stuff. Church, yeah. right. And even, you know, when they used to do... Um, the X mass, you know, put that little X and then mass. Mm-hmm. And, I never liked that. But you know, that's X. That X is a Greek uh, alphabet word for Christ. So yeah. actually, it's still saying Christ, but it just says it in Greek. I, how's your Greek? Is your Greek good? Maybe my Greek's know. terrible. I have trouble with English, but you okay. Know, but then my probably Greek... you, you you probably thought that X meant they were Xing Christ out of Christmas. Well, that's what I was figuring. I says, well, hey. Let, let's spell it out. Let's spell out Christ. Well, let's spell it out tonight and see yeah. what, what oh, we got well. going on. But, you know, going back to the um, the controversy of Christmas, well, they, they fought over the dates. They fought over the actual uh, uh, um, worshiping or the celebrating, actually, of Christmas. But, you know, back in the early uh, centuries, the very first, uh, the founding of the colonies, the Puritans came over and various people back in those days. Hey, I heard them Puritans didn't like Christmas. They did not like Christmas. No, they thought it was too uh, lavish. It was kind of, egg, you know, they were pretty straight-laced. and They weren't in the party in much. Not much party, no. So that back in the folks. 17th century in England, some of the groups, uh, the Puritans, condemned Christmas. And they thought it was just a, a Catholic holiday full of trappings of popery and Rags of the beast. They just didn't want, it. so they wanted to keep things clean, lines clean and pure, and you know, no foolishness. Mm-hmm. I, I understand. I'm that. sure they appreciated the birth of Christ, but in oh, contrast, yeah. the the Anglican Church back in England, they were they wanted the elaborate observances of the feast, <clears throat> and actually, during those times, they were getting they were allow, uh, setting up more feasts, and you know, for reasons of you know pulling people into the church, saints' days. Um, Days of penance and whatnot, and so their big calendar reforms were to push for more uh, celebration, more 
solemnity, but more 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 religious, more stuff. religion maybe Church around. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So back in in the thirteen colonies, back even in New England, um, the first couple of centuries, they had a couple of they had a little bit more difficulty because it just was, I think, still in their DNA in their genes that it was not a very good uh, way to um, honor the Lord. But going back to the Catholic Church, um, King Charles the First of England, he. Uh, dedicate, he, he, he told his nobles they had to go back at wintertime, in midwinter, they had to go back to their estates and um, keep their old-style Christmas generosity by giving to the poor and whatnot. Well, well that, was, that was kind of smart on his part, because some of them, their nobles, they'd go into the big well, city for the wintertime. Yeah, that's and, right. And he, to, so they could stay warm and, you know, uh, all that stuff, <laughs> whatever they did in yeah. the city. But in a, in, in a sense there... It seemed like that was a good idea because, well, it was a good because idea. they could be out there all those different places around the countryside helping the folks that were having if a hard were, time. If they had a heart to do that. If they had a heart to do so it, So yeah. Christmas began with a kind of bit of giving, but um, King Charles, the same king, was overthrown in the, um, there was a, a miniature, kind of a miniature coup in England. Uh, they call it the English Civil War. And during that time, then the Puritans took over England for a very brief time in 1647. Mm-hmm. And when they got in the driver's seat, they banned Christmas. So Christmas has yeah, been in trouble for a while. Yeah. You know, they banned it. And then, at the, then, <laughs> so there were riots. Get this, riots in the streets of the cities like Canterbury, where the, the, the rioters would run through the streets and they'd decorate the doorways with holly and they'd shout Merry Christmas or whatever they do and royalist slogan so they were they were pro king so they were using christmas as a political venue to get you know to riot to dissent to cause anarchy in the streets and they were doing it by by decorating doorways with holly mm-hmm. <laughs> holly and the ivy maybe that's where that came from but mm-hmm. anyway I, i've seen some anarchy in, in sometimes when people are decorating their houses especially got little kids around us Stuff's a mess around. Yeah, that know. could be anarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's kind of like anarchy, but this was more serious anarchy back then. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, then they had actually, they had books. They were writing books about arguing against the Puritans and, and uh, you know, making uh, note of the old Christmas traditions of, you know, the roast dinners and the apples on the fire. And, and so, but eventually uh, the Puritans were overthrown in 1660. I don't know if it was through a vote. I don't think they had much of a civil war. So the restoration of Charles II, his father, I think he was removed. I don't know if he was killed or whatever, um, ended the ban. So then the Calvinist clergy still disapproved of Christmas. But in Scotland, where they were Presbyterians, the Church of mm-hmm. Scotland, they they got after their people. They discouraged them from observing Christmas. So if you are Scottish, are you Scottish, Rusty? No, I, I'm 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 just from down south. I mean, yeah. Okay. Uh, Is that uh, a nationality? Uh, sort of. I, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm from from Dixie. I'm sort of a. Okay. Well, you know, these a, guys were from Scotland, and they were um and their king commanded the celebration um uh it, it, well the king commanded it, but the Scottish people didn't want it, and so that they the people weren't showing up to church in Scotland, so the Parliament of Scotland officially abolished. Christmas in 1640. So it wasn't only banned, it was abolished in Scotland. Um, and so they thought it was just kind of, a, they didn't want the church to 
uh, participate in all that superstition, observing of those superstitious days. And interesting enough, it wasn't really until 1958 that Christmas again uh, began to be celebrated again in Scotland publicly. Can you believe that? That ain't that, ain't that far away. That, uh, I mean, I you were probably born back. back in then, weren't you? I was born somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure exactly the date I was born. Actually, so, yeah. And then, but, and then moving it even closer back in in the 1659, <clears throat> Boston outlawed Christmas. Can mm-hmm. you believe that? Mm-hmm. Well, there were there was there was a bunch. Now, wasn't there something back there? Seems to me I remember in history about that there was a lot of pagan stuff mm-hmm. that was connected with that. Yeah. Like like can you you got some ideas on that or well can you back help to you know well actually when Boston got back on track back in 1681, um, there was the, the governor declared that it was. Uh, they could celebrate Christmas and so in actually, Boston. In Boston, but see the thing is, going back even further, we can go back into the days of uh, the conquering. Of you know, the, the, I think we could say that both the um, the uh, the pagans and the Roman Catholics were merging their their synchronizing kind of their festivals, their winter solstices, Ooh, yeah. and There's- their. And Christmas time. They were just mixing it all up there. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I, I think they tried to do that to make some oh, kind sort of keep a, the keep, keep the kind of keep the pagans happy. Well, part of it, right? I think it was um, it was kind of like everybody wanted to. It's it's a very world worldwide celebrated holiday. There's mm-hmm. there are some countries that don't, of course, but I mean, it is there's billions of people who look at Christmas in their own traditions and, and somehow pull mm-hmm. themselves into a, a, a celebration of it. They have their own specific names and their own specific traditions and stuff. But the customs, uh, the mixing of the pre-Christian, the Christian, the secular themes and origins is really, I think that's what we're seeing today. You see mm-hmm. the mixing of the reindeer, Santa Claus, sleigh bells you, it, with the baby Jesus and, you know, the nativity and the story of Christmas all kind of mixed together. Mm-hmm. That's why you're having a hard time figuring out what it is. And Well, yeah, not like. Like December twenty fifth. Now that's not really Jesus' birthday. Well, they they decided officially decided it would say be that's going to because that was what was wasn't that in 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 the, at the same time as some other pagan festival that was going on. So they 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 put it all together on that same day. They kind of did that, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and so back then. Now I understand. I heard from. From from uh, one brother in the Lord that figured that Jesus was born right about nine eleven, around September eleventh. So around September eleventh was uh, is more accurate. Well, you know, Rusty. As far as that, and I, I tend to believe that more so than this December twenty fifth. It just yeah. so the, the church folks got together and and, and kind of with them. I think the pagans thought that that was like the birth of the sun. That the right. son was born, or not the not the son of God. Mm-hmm. Well, but they had the sun, S-U-N, that shines in the sky. That was born back back there on the twenty fifth of December. Interesting. Well, I know yeah. that the uh, the Christians they, they use the verse, "The Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings," and yeah. that sun is spelled S-U-N. So they use that verse to kind uh, of be a crossover verse. Yeah. To get the people who were thinking it was the worship of the birth of the sun god, our sun, you mm. know, S-U-N, 
and the, the birth of the Son of God. And so you can kind of see how I really believe what's happening with Christmas is what happens with everything. There's a kind of a crossing over, a mixing up, a counterfeiting, uh, you know, a diluting, uh, a distracting, uh, trying to pull everybody away from the true simplicity of the meaning of Christmas, whether he was born on the 25th or, the, or September 11th. You know, people can fight about just about yeah. anything. The, the fact of the matter is that he came. That's he was right. Born. There's the there's the simple point. There's yeah, the simple. and that's that's it. We don't know exactly why when he, it was. Yeah. So why he came is the most important. Why thing. he came, and we're going we're going to talk about. Are we going to talk about so, that a little later? Exactly. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that. Well, let's talk about some of the other things that have been kind of pulled in and counterfeited and and made to be uh, the the centerpieces. What what did you see, Rusty, as the centerpiece of Christmas? As you kind of went through looking at things these days, what do you see? Oh man, the, the, what I it's what I call Marjorie. I call it Christmas clutter. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when your house is all messed up mm-hmm. and you can't find nothing that you really want. Mm-hmm. Um, and you keep looking. You, you keep looking, and, and sometimes you find it, sometimes you don't. And, mm-hmm. and 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 the thing we spend more time with the clutter than we do with the Christ. There so, so can, can I, uh, you know, sometimes I, I want to, uh, can I talk about one of your favorite Christmas songs? Oh, uh, how do you know my favorite Christmas well, song? Well, I know the favorite one you, you love to hate. Oh, okay. That, okay, and that is, one is, um, I think it's Jingle Bell Rock. Oh, yeah, you got it. It's Jingle Bell Rock and, you know, you just, you know, it's kind of catchy. And I know somebody, wasn't it Brenda Lee or somebody back there that made that real famous? And then there's rocking around the Christmas tree. And it's, it, you know, and then you get all these other ones you hear in the stores. Mm-hmm. Like it's the most wonderful time of the year. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. And, you know, Jingle Bells. And, and what are some of them other songs that, that are out there? You know, Deck the Halls. With boughs of holly. Some of those are kind of old. They're, they're old, they're, they're yeah. Kind of the, but, the, but but the folks just play them over and over again. And, wow, they try and, to get and, into and, the and spirit. And even that I one, think. you remember that one? Is Santa Claus got run over by a reindeer. Uh, that that one is yeah. that one. I don't know if I hear it so much anymore. But so so um, you know, and, and dreaming of a white Christmas. Mm-hmm. In Minnesota, you know, I, I was dreaming of a white Christmas for Minnesota, but it's. It's all that white is melting into the ground, and now it's muddy. Yeah, it's so really it's, weird. it's muddy around here in Minnesota. I thought you all folks. Do you have to have snow. For I Christmas thought you all Christmas? folks had snow up here. What? Well, well, yeah, we most of the time do. Well, well yeah. we, we have to break it well, up a little bit. Well, the thing little... is, you know, in, in the idea that you see in the Christmas cards, and I, I remember years ago, mm-hmm. I used to write. Me and my missus, we always used to write Christmas cards. Yeah, and it was. It was a horrible thing because I know. we'd always forget somebody. And then the day before Christmas, you get a card from about four or five people that you never thought of sending nothing to. And then you feel bad. And then if you're going to send them something, they wouldn't get it till after Christmas. I know. And you, yeah, that really yeah. did. And uh, me and the missus, we had, we had strife over that. And what? How did you solve that strife? We just decided not to do Christmas cards. So no you more. banned Christmas cards. We we gave them up. We gave him up for Jesus. Oh, well, I got to tell you something really shocking oh, about that. Christmas was a relief. I'm Did telling you know you. a guy named Henry Cole? Sir Henry uh, oh, Cole? Oh, 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 Hank? Well, we, we, we used to call him Hank. 
Well, I don't know. He was in 1843. Well, know, he you, was. That was before I was born. My, well, my you daddy, know, he my daddy is the guy. He is the guy who started the first commercial Christmas card. So you got him to thank. Oh, thanks thank a lot, Hank. Henry. Thank thanks, Hank. <laughs> thanks, Hank, for nothing. I mean, I, you know, it's kind of nice though to hear from folks. And then they then they write all these long letters about everything their family did and everything their dog or, did. Or they just sign it, two names, and that's everything it. Everything their grandkids did, and they that's send you nice. pictures. Then they just sometimes don't even sign it and don't even write nothing personal except, you know. Well, which would you rather have? I I just, I don't know. I, I... <laughs> Well, I noticed. You, I noticed you've nice been. It's nice to get that information. Yeah. You know, it's kind of nice. Do you to feel take guilty? The time. Do you feel guilty? No, I don't feel guilty no more because I got a lot of stuff that I did that that probably smoke a lot of those people that thought they did so much. <laughs> but okay, we I won't just, go there. Just. But we really love to hear. We from people, love don't to you? hear from people. If you sent us, if you sent me a card, I, I thank you so much. That's very sweet of you, but I'm sorry. Don't expect no card from me. If you get one from me, it's a total bonus, and you're going to be one of the uh, a number of the five on my my hand that's probably going to get one. Well, count it. You better. They better frame it then, huh? They better frame it because it's pro- probably the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh well, yeah. It's like, you know, Christmas cards. You know what they is. What? I've just been reminded of it by someone special here in the studio. Someone reminded me that that Christmas car cards are old, like old school Facebook. Oh, old school Facebook. Isn't yeah. that? Think about that now for a moment. Old school. Old school Facebook. Before we had Facebook. Yeah, before Facebook. So, and I mean, I I have a face and I have a book. I got lots of books. But I really don't do Facebook very much. You don't know how to so do Facebook. If, so if you, well, a part, I know how to do part of it. Okay. I can read stuff from folks that send stuff to me, but when I try to send something out, I don't know if I'm sending it to the person or I'm sending it to their 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 significant others and their dog, or 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 I'm sending it to the whole world to see. I don't have figured that out yet. I know. It scares me. So I'm going to have to talk to some somebody that knows something more about it well, than, than I do. Maybe you should just stick to Christmas which is pretty cards much everybody. Or writing letters, or just you do have a, t- a phone. Well, right? I, I do. I do have a, a, phone. a, a cell phone, so I wow. can, I can call folks and text folks and oh. email folks and. Sometimes I just like to go see them myself, you know. That's brilliant. Walk right in the door and say. <laughs> that's that's brilliant. Walk right in the door and give them some joy and say, here I am. Rusty, have no fear. Rusty is here. All right. What we we got we to gotta get, yeah, get back. We got to get back. You are to, dragging me off. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just went on a little rabbit trail. You don't trail behave there. yourself. You're not going to get back oh, on oh, the show. Uh, yeah. Oh, my. Uh, see, I, I'm. I know you. This is time is precious on this show, and I, I don't want to just drag ramble, things ramble, out. Ramble, and ramble, 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 ramble. Okay, yeah. Right, well, we got focus here now. Focus, Rusty. Fo- you're focused, Marjorie. You help me focus here. All right, I'm focused. I'm, right. I'm focusing. Okay, now let me ask you. Do you know anything about Charles Dickens? Char- Charles Dickens. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, we used to call him old Chuck Dickens. 
And yeah. Is that he, the same one who oh, wrote the Christmas Carol? Is, Christmas Carol? He is one of my favorite guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wrote, I mean, he wrote back in, in those days, back in the, what, 1800s there. 1843. 1843, right. Mm-hmm. He wrote, it's called A Christmas Carol. Yeah. And back in those days, they did not have websites that protested bad things that were going on in the country. They didn't have newspapers. They didn't have Internet. They didn't have nothing like that. And so sometimes if you spoke out directly to uh, on, on certain political and social issues, yeah, I, I learned this by studying history. I'm kind of a buff on history. Okay. Well, <laughs> you buffed it out, huh? Oh yeah. So they the, what the the writers were at an advantage because they could do. It's like sometimes you can say more truth through a song than you can about it than than a sermon or a story. Oh, a story. And mm-hmm. so he was commenting on on the uh, terrible conditions and, and and inequities and things that were going on in England in the day. Mm-hmm. And he, he picked out old Scrooge a, as an example of, you know, people that just neglect yeah. the poor. There were so many poor. There yeah. were so many orphans. Mm-hmm. There were so, you know, bad conditions. People were starving to death. And he pointed out that something needs to be done there. Yeah. And and old Scrooge, he he really he hated Christmas, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He hated Christmas. He hated pretty much everything. Well, you know, it was at the same time. He didn't even that, like his gruel that he ate every day. Well, you know, it was the same time, eighteen forty-three, yeah. eighteen fifty. The same time that um, uh, William and Catherine Booth were also working on the streets of England, and that's that's yeah. the same poverty, the the drunkenness of the children, yeah. the the. Abuse of the children, their neglect, and uh, you're right, absolutely. It was a very political piece, actually. Yeah, them them, them uh, folks that you mentioned, yeah. William and Catherine Booth, yeah. these two of my heroes. Oh, yeah. Have you seen, uh, speaking of Christmas, the Salvation Army, have you seen the red kettles? Yeah, I've seen the red kettles. They're you know all, what they mean? You know what that is? Well, they're all the same color. They're all red. There ain't no green ones, blue ones, yellow ones, or anything. All right. what, what, they're all know? red. Yeah, they're red, and that helps attract people, I guess. But see, that's something. Why that's is good. red the color of Christmas, do you suppose? Well, because I believe this. Red is the color of Christmas because uh, it's about the coming of Christ, the coming of Christ who shed his blood on the cross. Mm-hmm laid his life down for us. Mm -hmm. And so that says to me, if he laid down his life for us, then we ought to lay down our lives for one another Mm -hmm. and help people in need. So them red kettles, the Salvation Army, um, they do a lot of good. They they say like, I think their phrase, their slogan there is now doing the most good. And they they do a lot of good to help folks. They help the folks on the street. I yep. know that's where that money goes. And so that's one good thing about Christmas. People can give. And it, it's, a, it's a nice reminder when you come out of a store that these people are there um, asking you uh, to remember the poor. And that's exactly what Charles Dickens did. And that's exactly uh, what, what William Booth did. Yeah, yeah. Can I, I'm going to say something about that, something that's just kind of strange about Christmas, too. Yeah. Is that... We got this thing. We got all this shopping, 
Oh, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, all this Christmas shopping. And you, you used to do a countdown, you know, only 22 shopping days left till Christmas, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then we came up several years ago. See, I'm kind of old. I've been around a while, seen this stuff. Mm-hmm. So they had this thing called Black Friday. And I thought, what's so black about it? I mean, are people depressed or what? But then I realized that that's how um, stores get in the black financially. You so know, they don't like red. That, so the they don't, really don't like red. Like red red means you're losing money. So, black means you're in the black, you're making money. Mm-hmm. And so that Christmas season is sort of like, a sort of like Black Friday, which is the Friday after Thanksgiving, sort of officially kicks off the Christmas shopping season, even though people start in September and October now, it seems like. Mm. Um, they, you know, so, and then now it's not, and then they got this thing now, it's now, I don't know what they call it, they'd start shopping, uh, it used to be uh, Black Friday, maybe they'd start at 6 in the morning or something like that. Yeah. Now yeah. it's like Thursday. It's Thanksgiving Day, people. Folks got to start So they call shopping. Black Thursday then? I don't know what they call it. They just, they just, I call it greed myself. So, well, so, and then they got this Cyber Monday. So that's the folks that are good at computers that can buy stuff and get super good deals on Monday. Mm-hmm. The Monday after the Thanksgiving. Well, most folks now, uh, they're I know I know some I know a lot of folks that run these here computers that that what they do is they pretty much you know buy everything online, mm-hmm. and so Cyber Monday is supposed to be the day where you you get all these super duper online but, deals. But, but but Rusty, going back to that the sounds like clutter to me. Do you doesn't want it? do you want to know how this commercialism got started? Well, yeah, I, I like that. I just. <laughs> It kind of bugs me, actually. Well, you'll never guess what really was the root of this, this uh, that popularized, popularized giving of gifts, exchanging. We always think it goes back to the was block. it was it the building of all them shopping malls? No, that wasn't the start of it. No. Oh. That was uh, no that that was what put them in the red. So they had to use the black to get them back on. In the, you know, I don't think uh, the retailers actually like red for Christmas. I think they like black. But anyway. They like black. They yeah. like black. But the guy who wrote Twas the Night Before Christmas in 1822, about the same time Charles Dickens was hey, writing I, I that. Twas My the mama night before used to Christmas. read that to me when I was a kid. Can you recite part of that? A little bit of it? Oh, Twas the Night Before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirred, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung that by the chimney with care, with the hope that St. Nicholas soon would be there. Yeah, it goes like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's good. the first part of it. But anyway, so when they started talking about presents and stockings being hung and mm-hmm. gifts, that's when gifts became kind of popularized as a as a part of the tradition. Um, so the gift giving moves into commercialism, as you can see. how It, ex- it begins to start out with that. Um, and that kind of corrupted the holiday, don't you think? Well, yeah, you know. Uh, given is great, and there really should be. Here's my philosophy. You want to hear my philosophy about sure. given? Mm. Given should be live. Given should be just about living. Living. Living and given should be part of every day. Yeah. Not just at a season like Christmas season, mm-hmm. because I, I think that's it's great that folks 
help other folks at Christmas time and special things. And and I, I I do that, and I know you do that, and and church folks do that, and oh, and that's 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 a very good thing. But but I, I, we should just keep that focus like mm-hmm. all year round. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, the way if we could be like Scrooge got to be after he kind of woke up to yeah. what was going on, he became he he became generous in what? helping the poor and he had a, he God like gave him a new heart of compassion. Yeah. We need to have that As a matter certainly of fact, all, all year round. Speaking about Scrooge again, did you know that that is where we get Merry Christmas from? Before that, right. you know, remember all that was it I mean, was they wasn't saying that sort of that thing. They would they would they weren't saying Merry Christmas before. Well, it, but it got came. popularized after Dickens. Oh, because the people remember he promoted uh, generosity and yeah. um, giving and making Christmas the Christ Mass merry, and so that's why it's important. Merry is happy, joyful, grateful, thankful, uh, all those positive, peaceful, good things God gave His Son Jesus. What? As a gift to us, and he said, peace, goodwill towards men. And this is an extension of that peace through Merry Christmas, Blessed Christmas. Well, you know, a lot of folks don't have peace. Well, that is true. A lot of a lot of folks uh, don't have joy. Well, do you suppose that's because there's too much Christmas clutter in their life all year round? Well, there, there's a lot of there's just a lot of clutter in folks' lives. Well, especially around Christmas time, where there, there's so much hurry and scurry and hustle yeah. and bustle, and we got to bake the sugar cookies and we got to wrap the presents we got to buy the presents we got to find the right present we got to you know uh, go to the kids programs we got to do this that and we got to decorate the house we got to put up the tree hang this and I, I heard there's some stuff you got you folks have up here that's called lutefisk what is that well uh lutefisk was eaten in the like olden lefse, days left what do they call lefts lefsy lefts is like a big lutefisk. flat potato pancake that's oh, why would you eat that well, the lutefisk was a royal dainty back in the days. It's fish that's been soaked and de- decomposed in lye. Oh, yuck. And then they, they serve it up with melted butter. And so Ugh. the kings and the queens would eat that royal food. Well, and those, that's why all the peasants I wanted thought, to eat it. I thought them kings and queens could eat anything they wanted to. Well, they considered this a del- maybe they're Maybe, they're, maybe, maybe they're, their uh, servants were trying to kill them by soaking the fish in lye, but it didn't work. I it don't didn't know. work, and then they... Oh. But now you buy it in the store, and it's very expensive, and it's a delicacy. And every country has their little yeah. things yeah. that they eat. And, you know, every tradition, every country is a little different. Um, but that's that's kind of the cultures. The culture will kind of put another look at our face on Christmas. So not Christmas in every country doesn't look quite the same. It, so, so, But can, the bottom line is Jesus. The bottom line is Jesus. Well, can I, one, one thing I, I do like about uh, Christmas Mm-hmm. Is folks getting together? You know, some some folks get together and you know they like to you know drink and party and stuff like that. To me, there's there's a difference between partying and having a party. So for really? me, for me personally, I'll tell you the difference in a moment. So me, I, I don't drink alcoholic beverages or anything like that. Because I am just a teetotaler, I just the Bible warns about stuff like that, and I don't, I don't do that. So, but anyhow, um, you see, there's partying where you're just 
you're kind of like you're having fun by sinning and stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're drinking and people are, you know, lusting and and just just you know indulging themselves in a bad way. But then that's partying. Now having a party is like getting together with family and friends and just talking and encouraging each other and laughing and mm-hmm. helping one another and, mm-hmm. and, and, and and you know uh we 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 need to encourage one another yeah. and, and, and 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 what happens is like sometimes you know we have a in fact at, at our house a while back you know just actually a few days ago my missus and I we had all the folks my side of the family over at our our house and I'm telling you, we had a party. It was great. You know, that's the only time we really get together all as an entire family. You know, my my uh, nephews and nieces well, and brother you know, and sister and my mom and everything. We get and we get talk right. and we encourage that's each other. Bless us. That's what I call a real party. And I, that's a good thing. But it's and, also a very difficult time for some people oh, who don't have oh, family. Uh, that's it's, it. it's a day that people just want to get it over, get it out and, of here. And I don't heard know. there's there's more suicides around Christmas time than any time of the year. Well, I know, folks, because I know, I know, there is a lot of pain mm-hmm. in in our world. The people that have lost loved ones in this last year. Yeah. Through some kind of sickness or cancer or 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 um, tragedy. just tragedy accident or mm-hmm. or maybe even a suicide and and it, it's it's yeah. so so some people it is not the most wonderful time of the year mm-hmm. it, it is the most painful time of the year mm-hmm. because we got this idea that everybody's supposed to be happy and full of cheer and. Everything like that, and mm-hmm. there, there's this kind of hyped up well, artificial, I think it's kind of a, a, fa- a fairy tale fantasy. It looks like a fantasy, yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you can't reach that that exalted high of of bliss, which, by the way, if it ends the next day, it's just a crash. It's just you know, I really believe that, like you said, Rusty, it's better to give and live all year round. And some people do that. Some people don't like to. Um, uh, they're strong believers, and they they don't want to put all the emphasis on one day. And I think there's some wisdom to that too, because um, you know, is it it's a time when we think about love, and and it's a time of peace. We we yeah. reflect yeah. on the grace, the gospel, the the good news, the message of the angels to the shepherds, um, goodwill we, towards uh, men, peace. Have... God is sending a message of peace to us after many four hundred, I think, with centuries. Of silence, the angels finally came and broke that silence with this message of peace. And I don't believe at that point in time very many people heard that. But today, people who love God, you can use Christmas, you can use anything, any day of the year, as an excuse to be kind, to be loving, to share the love of Christ, to bring the message of grace and good news. If we would just open our eyes, see all there's so many opportunities to help folks. Every, everywhere around us, there's folks that are just, yeah, they're just hurting and feeling so bad and having financial troubles, and their kids are sick and rebellious, and maybe their husband or their wife has been unfaithful or left them, or they've been divorced, and and it, it's just there's just so much, so much pain, 
and and we are here. Jesus came into this world to help give us joy and peace and and heal. Uh, he came yeah. to. It says he has come to by Isaiah. Now he's one of them there prophets from mm-hmm. the Old Testament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you heard of him? I have. Yeah. He says. Um, he says he. Jesus, he's referring to Jesus, mm-hmm. came to bind up the brokenhearted, mm-hmm. to set at liberty those that are bruised, to give beauty for ashes and an oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that we might become trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. So Jesus came, he came, Marjorie, he came for our hearts I was just to say heal that. our hearts, mm-hmm. and our hearts need healing. And we can't find a healing for our hearts just in human relationships can be wonderful mm-hmm. or they can be horrible, mm-hmm. but we can only find peace and healing well, and, and joy in our hearts through through knowing Jesus. And a relationship that lasts 365 or 366 All year days. round. Yeah, it's like this is a kind of another problem with Christmas is the false hope, that peace in the heart that people are looking for, that knowing that they're loved, and a lot of, you know, the movies, Hollywood, Hallmark, they all come out with, you know, these these scenarios where somehow, you know, the the resolve is is satisfied, the love, the desire is in a relationship with a person, whereas it's really in making that simple peace and place for Christ in your heart. Yeah, That's yeah. the true spirit of Christ. Yeah, that is, but, it is that relationship yeah. with Jesus that really fills your heart. Well, that's one of the problems with another piece of Christmas that's very, we haven't talked about much yet, is Santa Claus. He, he becomes oh, the... the, the say, say before, yeah, excuse me for interrupting you here. Sure. I, I'm I'm kind of, you know, sometimes I guess I'm not too polite here. and I just kind of stumble into stuff. But... So, uh, can I talk a little bit? We'll talk about Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about them there Hallmark movies. You want to talk? Which one do you want to talk about first? I want to talk about them Hallmark movies. All right, we're and then we'll up. jump into Santa. We're backing up. Like we're putting it in reverse here and just reversing just for a few feet. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, them Hallmark movies. They're they, I I like a lot of them mm-hmm. because. You know, but some of them are just kind of stuff about Sandy and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of times, you know, they have the same kind of theme. I kind of figure that out. About three minutes you know, into the movie? Yeah. You know, I just don't know. You know, I saw that movie one time, The Matrix, and I couldn't tell if folks were in The Matrix, out of The Matrix. And I don't know if those Hallmark folks are in The Matrix or out of The Matrix, but a lot of them, they want to get married, you know. Mm-hmm. And they they they're looking for this guy or this gal, and um, the one they got ain't the right one right now. So what they do is somehow they realize that that one that they think they is going to be the right one that they're going to marry ain't the right one, and then they kind of inadvertently is that a word? Mm-hmm. They they kind of somehow another way. Find the one that's right for them, Sounds and they, like, and they just, and it just, you know, it's just 
it's just uh, it works out, and it's just like, oh man, it's just like, you know, everything is just rosy. Sounds like you got them all figured well, out yeah. already. I mean, I, I'm I'm not the smartest knife in the drawer, but I can figure <laughs> stuff like that out. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> smart knife. But the thing is, but you know, it's in another theme there, and another theme theme that's in the movies is about. Reconciliation. That's a word, isn't it? Mm, that's yeah. a good word. So it's like when you've been fighting and all of a sudden you forgive each other and you ain't fighting no more and you're getting along good. That's, that's a good that's, word. That's Forgiveness. My, that's and... my definition of reconciliation. How do you say it? Reconciliation. Yeah, right. You know, and I, and I realized, though, that that's what, that's what Jesus mm-hmm. came to do. He mm-hmm. came. Came to give us that there. What, what do you call that? Reconcil- Reconciliation. Reconciliation. Restoration. Rest, in other words, recovery. we were because of our sin and listening to Satan and following mm-hmm. his ways, mm-hmm. we're just not getting along with God. And then all of a sudden, Jesus, God sent His Son Jesus, so we could so we could believe in Him and, and, and start and stay getting along with God again. Yeah, you know, but them, their movies, them, their Hallmark movies, they're, they're kind of, you know, some of them are really good, some of them are just kind of well, fantasy. To, back hey, can I say one more thing though? Yeah. Can I? I want to make a personal confession. Can I do it on the, on the uh, radio? Well, you, I'm sure. Is is pretty personal, but okay. Uh, I hope nobody gets offended by this. Well, we we haven't had anybody write in letters yet, and we won't give them our address this week. So oh, okay. Well, be that'd be, that'd be I, I'd say that'd be smart on your part, huh, uh, Marjorie. But when I watch some of them, their movies, you probably won't believe this, but sometimes I just cry. Mm-hmm. Well, that means you kind of got uh, in some of them movies, and I'm just wiping away tears. Now I'm. I'm kind of a, you know, kind of a tough. You're not a crusty rusty I'm, then. I'm not a crusty rusty. I'm kind of mm-hmm. tough. I kind of, I kind of t- tender about stuff like that. Mm. But I, I love it though when when people that ain't been getting along and then they start, they get they're getting along again I and know. they they forgive each other and love each other and that that's a big reason I, I believe why Jesus came. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is to get along again and to re- reconcile. Okay, can we to... talk about Santa Claus now? <laughs> Am I rambling too much, Marjorie? I'm not used to these radio shows. I hear everything's got to be time. I think you're. So we're, yeah, I think we're getting inside of your brain. Everything is just rambles getting too. Well, but, you know, it, going back to Santa Claus and and uh, you know the original Santa Claus, and of course going back to the what you're seeing on the streets and the Christmas cards and the movies. Everywhere, Santa Claus is quite the main figure. You know, the the guy with the roly-poly, jolly, overweight it's kind of like guy. Christmas trees and Santa Claus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, and then, then there's the discussion of whether he's real or not, and then there's the lies that we tell our kids. But, um, yeah, Santa Claus is a tradition that came started out actually as St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas was a, a, a wealthy child that his parents died and they left him all their money and I don't know how old he was when he died you know, young teen probably and what he did then he began, he was born in the 3rd century um, and he uh, was in in Greece I believe it was um, in an area 
of, of the southern coast of Turkey, and his wealthy parents had raised him so to be Santa a... Santa Claus is from Greece? He's not from the North Pole. Well, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. Oh. Yeah. This is St. Nicholas, though. All right. All they right. might be not the same guy. I won't, I'm not sure. I won't interrupt you until you're done with the, what you're saying. Oh, there. you can interrupt me. It's fine. All right. So his parents had raised him to be a very devout Christian. And so when they died in an epidemic, Nicholas was still young. So he obeyed Jesus' words to sell what you own and give the money to the poor. So he used all of his inheritance to help the needy and the sick and the suffering. And he actually dedicated his whole life to serving God. And he became a bishop, and even while he was still very young. Um, and he was known throughout all of the land for his generosity and his love for children. And I think this is maybe why, the, the, see, all of these myths and legends and stories have roots in something that really that's happened. That's true. Now, that, that St. Nicholas guy is that what they call them saint nicholas saint nicholas well actually actually died i'm sure they, they, they decided he was a saint then. right that's yeah. what they said yeah well this nicholas sounded like a real cool guy like well he, he had, was and, he and had it real right he was a generous man and i think that's where the generosity and then you know we we sometimes see our our saint nicholas is now sometimes santa claus as well as the jolly old saint nick and he would put gifts in their socks actually how that started kind of an interesting story um, back in the day, there's many stories about what Nicholas did to help the poor. But on one occasion, there was this poor peasant man, and he had three daughters, and they were going to be in a Hallmark movie, and they didn't have any dowry so that they couldn't get married. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, this is true. I they, think you're stretching that a little, honey. Yeah, but but they weren't in a Hallmark movie, but they were... Oh. They were they needed to get married and they had no dowry, so that meant that they were going to be sold as slaves because no one wanted them because obviously people weren't marrying for love back then they were marrying for money. So what Nicholas did is he he took a bag of gold coins and he tossed it through the window of this man's house and it ended in the the shoes that were sitting in front of the fireplace drying out because I suppose they had to dry their shoes out every night so they could wear them the next day. And so this bag of money fell in their shoes and their socks that were laying right there. So that's why we put stuff stuff in stockings. Oh. Now you learned something you didn't know. See? I'll tell you what. I learn, I learn something every day, I'll tell you. Yeah, well, you can go to bed now because you learned something for the day. <laughs> we're not done with the radio show we had. I can't go to bed yet. Yeah, I know. Well, right. anyway, so back to the, so that kind of brought in the sense of giving again and the, the gifts that the Magi, uh, uh, the three wise men, there was more than three or less than three, we don't know, but they brought gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh so they too were helping out the christ show so it was god's giving the demonstration of giving gifts and i think one of the things nowadays is people they get a little bit too involved in the myths and keep the confusion going and they they kind of you know there's one thing i have a problem with saint with saint nick or, or santa claus you know that saying um you know you better be you better be good yeah, yeah uh, let, me, not, let me see here's the deal can I, I think sure. I can quote that. Quote it for me. Uh, I think uh, you don't want me to sing it, though. Not on. No. I don't want to offend the public that's listening to this. Because I don't know if you could sing that. Do it. I just. don't think so. But what he uh, It goes like I think was it. Um, you better y'all better watch out. You better not cry. Mm-hmm. You better not pout. Um, tell any why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. So something, he knows who's been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. So 
No. That's wait a minute now. Who really knows all that stuff? I don't think the guy at the North Pole knows all that stuff, and St. Nicholas is dead. So um, uh, I would say it has to be Jesus. But you see, here's the problem. That becomes a crossover, doesn't it, where we're attributing to Saint to, to Santa Claus the attributes of omnipotence. Of God. Or omnipresence. Yeah, I saw uh, some years ago, I saw the uh, cover of a, a Christian magazine. Mm-hmm. And and it had Santa Claus up on the cross, Ooh. and it had in in instead of nails, he was wrapped around with Christmas lights. Oh, and the the the, the name of the article that was the, the on the cover was the lead article in that magazine. It said Satan's substitute for the Savior. Mm. Well, that's pretty potent. That's Ooh. pretty. Yeah. That's pretty uh, powerful. You know, but I think in some ways there's there's a bit of truth to using uh, our ideas or making God into our idea. And one of the things, you know, going back to naughty or nice, really, what do we say to kids? You're threatening them with, you better be good, or Santa Claus, or you're not going to get, Santa Claus won't come, or you're not going to get a present, or whatever, whatever. So we're bribing them and teaching them that they can... I know we we like to give rewards. We like to teach people to take responsibility and earn things. I understand that. But this then is not really a gift. It's something you earn if you're good. And that, that is the counterintuitive message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's actually the opposite. The gospel of Jesus Christ is, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Not if you're good, uh, but come as you are and surrender, confess your sin, accept Jesus Christ, and receive the gift. Uh, so Jesus gives a real gift. It's not based on my goodness. It's based on his goodness. Well, you know, something that, that kind of riles me up a little bit mm-hmm. is this whole thing about Santa Claus. What about Santa Claus? Well, it's those parents. Oh, the parents. Yeah, the parents that really lie to their kids. I know it. And say, you know, there is a Santa Claus you know, they lie to them and they put out what cookies and milk for them or some candies and mm-hmm. and then and then you know uh, the the kids wake up on Christmas morning and part of the cookies are gone or there's part of the cookies eaten. Santa must have had to just eat and run quick, you know, or maybe there's reindeer tracks out in the yard, yeah, or there's noises up on the roof that's got to be. Well, Santa you know, they actually sleigh. did some psychological tests on kids, psychologists that, well, what are we doing here to our kids psychologically? Because we're trying to teach them to be astute and discriminating and understanding, using their reasoning capabilities. And then we're teaching them how to believe a fantasy. And, you know, one of the things that's scary is because I think in the beginning, a a child is not able to separate out reality from fantasy, as we can see with things like Harry Potter. When they came up with those, those movies, the kids actually wanted to go to Hogwarts school. They really thought there was a Hogwarts school, Harry Potter, and you really could, you know, use a magic wand and fly in a broom and blah, 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 because they had seen it in the movies. Well, yeah, it's like when people, uh, kids think that, you know, Santa lives on the North Pole and he's got Mrs. Santa there and, and, and you got the elves that make all the toys and they got this little house up there. And, and so all the movies... These movies and books and some of the, the the songs that we associate with Christmas, 
you know, perpetuate that fantasy. So, and it, it's a fairy tale. It's a lie. Now, li- listen, can I read you something that just kind of bugged me? Sure. You know, do you know that I get bugged once in a while? Yeah. Stuff I, just kind of irritates to... me. Yeah. All right. So the, we, we talked before about like this, you know, we don't want to say the word Christmas. We want to say like happy holidays. And, and someone, I heard there was one town, some pretty big town out east somewhere. They said a call in the Christmas, they decided to call it Sparkle Day. I kind of think that's kind of silly. Mm-hmm. And then one place, and there's some schools or something that didn't allow, allow folks to have poinsettias. You know what those are? Those, those red flowers. Red, red flowers. They were outlawed because they're too much associated with a religious holiday. Yet, yet in the public schools, we can celebrate witchcraft and fear and demons and death. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. We can do it on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Now that that just kind of burns my bridges quite a bit. And and another thing here, and this is something that I thought was uh, when we were talking about Santa. Mm-hmm. There's this big. I, I I was believe it or not, I was on the internet the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. it's been a scary ride. To figure, yeah, it was. It's just I can't believe all the stuff that's on that their internet. But it says there was a billboard in this big city somewhere. I don't remember the name of the city, but here's what it said: huge billboard along the highway. It said, "Dear Santa." All I want for Christmas is to skip church. To skip church? Yeah. I'll repeat that. Uh. Dear Santa, all I want for Christmas is to skip church. I'm too old for fairy tales. <laughs> That's so contradictory. So we're saying out- Santa's real uh-huh. and church and Jesus is fairy tales. Yeah. I mean, talk about an antichrist spirit. Well, you're you're talking. The guy is already hooked into what he doesn't want to be hooked in. He's already talking to Santa, acting as if Santa's real because he doesn't want to be hooked in fairy tales, and he's, you know, he thinks the church. Well, it just so it shows the chaos, the confusion, the illogical, circular reasoning of people who don't have an anchor point, and that would be Jesus Christ. You know. Um, it is kind of a scary thing to talk about all the deception that can, that is perpetuated here. Even, I mean, obviously adults hopefully would know there is no Santa Claus. But, you know, when you're telling your children, you're, you're expecting them to believe you in every critical point of life. And then you go and tell them there's a Santa Claus. And they actually did a study out in Texas. The University of Texas did a study to find out if the children had, were able at this, at this young age to use logic and, and reason and, and, and use evidence, uh, co- comparative reasoning, uh, even though they might conclude, uh, they did, they, they found out they have logic, they have reasoning, even though these children were still concluding that Santa Claus was real. And the reason they decided that the kids were choosing this fantasy and believing it was because it was introduced to them by their parents, by people they uh-huh. trusted. And then it was just, programmed they were surrounded through books and friends and TVs and movies and all validated 
by hard evidence, like you just said, the half-eaten cookies and the glasses of milk, and the, you know the tree uh, with presents in the morning. So these kids were um, um, were being deceived, and they also tested 500 of these kids to see if any of them later on in their life had any psychological complexes or were upset with anybody uh, because of this. And they concluded that out of the 500 kids, no one was really angry um, for being lied to, except they must not have interviewed me because I was very upset when I found out. They missed you on that They missed me on that. They must have done that They should have come to you first. Well, they probably did their test late, a long time after I was a child, but um, it was a devastation because I, what else have you lied to me about? You know, the Easter bunny. I, it was, I remember the day it was like, what else have you lied to me about? And not that my parents intended to do anything. I think it's just their way. And some people choose not to let their children get involved in this fantasy. And then of course the children are put in a, a school and classrooms with other kids who do believe it. It's a quite a little bit of a conflict, I think. And is it necessary really um, to to enhance the holiday, really. What does Santa add to the holiday day except more opportunity for, for disappointment it's later, more, in a way? It's more di- distraction. Yeah. Know? The thing is, we, and I was thinking about, and, and I, I read my Bible quite a bit, mm-hmm. so in, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he's talking about what's what's going to happen in the last days. Maybe we can apply this to this situation here, what you're saying about lying to the kids about Santa. Yeah. It says, verse 2 Timothy 4, 4, And they shall turn their away their ears from the truth and shall be turned on to fables. So fables are like fairy tales. There's stuff, there's stuff that's just made up. Now, who is behind all that stuff that's made up is Satan himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is a liar and the father of lies. Yeah. So I, I think we just... Well, and I think we are we are a, a kind of a people that wants to live in two worlds. We want the fantasy. We want the, 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 the fairy tale world, fables. And we want, at the same time, we, we want to be hardcore realists about this or that. But, you know... Um, uh, isn't it just as wonderful to think that my parents could be responsible for those gifts under the tree? To think that some magical stranger, some supernatural being, had to do it? Why? What's the what's the benefit? Well, really? well, what's the benefit of it? Because you know, if you're to me, what does that say? If a child say gets a gift, there's something they wanted for Christmas, or Maybe they didn't even express it, but their parents, because they paid real close attention to them kids, they know what they would like and they know what they would want. And when the parents, when the parents get the credit for giving them that that gift, that to me would, you know, put a, a bond between that child and that parent mm. yeah, and those exactly. parents rather than the bond with Santa, you know, who is not real. Well, you know, I think, you know, we've kind of got to wrap this up a little bit and it'll take a few minutes to land this plane. But uh, you know, just to summarize, Rusty, what we've been talking about really, really is 
the, again, the mixing and mingling of truth and error. And, um, there, you know, some people choose not to even participate because it's so mu- messy. But the thing is, there's still the core of truth in that Jesus Christ came as a baby, sent by his father to earth, little child in Bethlehem. Tremendous story. As a matter of fact, um, if you get a chance to look at the nativity, uh, I don't know who's, who's done that, but it's a beautiful movie. That movie? Yeah. And, and you know, I and, saw that movie. Yeah. It's a um, very touching. It's not, uh, maybe everything isn't quite exactly right. I think the only thing I didn't quite agree with is that the wise men showed up at the stable. They actually did come to the house, which was like several later on, weeks yeah. or a month later or whatever. But again, mixing your counterfeiting, trying, they tried to get this super, you know, this super hype, uh, spirit of Christmas by doing. It's not going to happen by doing. It's going to, the spirit of Christmas comes through abiding and being. And it's very simple. It doesn't have to involve all kinds of expensive gifts and travel and expectations. It's a quiet revelation of who you are and who Christ is. And that this same king, I think the most exciting thing about Christmas this year is the fact that this Jesus who came the first time is coming again as the king of kings. And this uh-huh. next time, he's not kind of come showing up in a stable. He is coming riding a he's white horse. He's going to ride a big horse. And he's going to have a countless uh, so, uh, saved souls, saints, riding white horses with him, uh, wow. pounding down from heaven onto uh, the earth. That's going it's, going be, it's a whole. There's some, I know some country music singers some years ago wrote a song about that called Posse in the Sky. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's more than a posse. I mean, yeah, it is a posse. He's going to be hunting it's, out. It's going to be so hunting out wickedness. Amazing! Sure. It's going to be amazing. So, his return. So, so Rusty, do you have a couple of more words yeah, you want yeah, to just wrap it up here? I, so I we know, can, I, we want to I wish people a merry Christmas. Well, and, I, I want to wish, and them. they probably get back to doing what yeah, they have they, to do to get ready. Folks is busy, I know, and, and I, I just can I say thank you to the folks for listening, and you can say thank you later too. Sure. Thank I, you. I just want to thank uh, Marjorie for letting me come on here tonight, and and you folks that are listening uh, rec- regularly on your computer now, and maybe you're l- listening to it after the live show here. Um, thank you so much for taking your time to to um, listen to us and and hear what I what I think about stuff and. Yeah. And, 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 and we realize it's only your opinion, Rusty, but well, based, I'll tell you what, based on the word, I, I think, we'll go with it. I think my opinion, there's a lot of truth in my opinion. <laughs> I say mostly, most, Doesn't my, everybody think my that opinions of are mostly true. Doesn't everybody think their opinions yeah, are it's like true? It's like I say, we're not arguing. I'm just explaining to you why I'm right. Oh. So, so. So, but anyway, I, I think you've them? heard a lot of you've heard a lot of truth tonight, yeah. and, and and I just I just don't try to get a, get into all this opinion. I like I like truth. Well, I so, I love so truth. So I, I want to read. Oh, you're gonna uh, read for can me? I, can I read you something? Sure. This is this is a great story, and I'm just. Are you gonna read us a story? Oh, I'm I'm going to read it. This is all this right. is a, a story, and it's about. It's a story that leads us into the story. Okay. Well, let's and, go and, for it. And can, and I, I, had a, I had a brilliant thought today. You did. Did you write it down? I wrote it down because <laughs> I, I needed to so I didn't forget it because I thought it was important. 
And I don't think it was really so profound, but to me it was a, a big deal. Okay. And I, I just get blessed thinking about it. It's just, and then I'll, I'll read that. And well, maybe then, somebody else will get blessed. I'll read that, and then I'll, I'll read the story then, and then you can wrap it up here. Right. Say goodnight to all these folks. Here's the thought I had. God became one of us so we could become one of his. Well, that's pretty good. I want to say that again? Yeah. God became one of us so we could become one of his. Mm, that's awesome. That's about that's that wraps Christmas up in one sentence. I like that. Yeah. But I'm gonna read this story. Many years ago, a great monarch, his name was Shah Shah Abis, reigned in in the country of Persia. Now the Shah loved his people very deeply, but in order to understand them more clearly, he would mingle with them in various disguises. One day he went as a poor man to the public baths, and there he sat beside the man who tended his furnace. At mealtime he shared the lonely man's food, talking with him as a friend. Again and again the Shah visited him until the man grew to love him. Sometime later the Shah revealed who he really was. The Shah waited, expecting the man to ask for some great gift or favor. But the poor man simply gazed in wonder. Overcome with amazement, the man spoke at last. Here's what he said. You left your palace in your glory to sit with me in this humble place, to eat my coarse food, to care whether... My heart was glad or heavy. On others you may bestow great riches, but to me given a much greater gift, yourself. I ask only that you never withdraw the gift of your friendship. On Christmas we celebrate the King of creation coming down from heaven's glory gift wrapped for you and me in human flesh. This humble birth fulfilled the promise given centuries earlier. Behold, the prophet Isaiah had proclaimed, A virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God with us. Imagine Jesus Christ, God with us, born as a babe in Bethlehem, sharing our joy and suffering, knowing what it is to be fully human. But why did God become a man? Why should he care about us? God sent his Son to reveal his unlimited love for each of us to show us that he loves us more than we could imagine. For Jesus Christ is not only the babe in the manger, nor simply a great teacher, nor only the one who healed the sick and gave sight to the blind. Jesus came to be our Savior, to die on the cross of Calvary for you and me. He came to break the curse of sin, 
and deaths, so that we, through the power of his resurrection, might have life both now and forevermore. This Christmas, we can personally know the love and fellowship of God through Jesus Christ, our Savior. For as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. John chapter 1, verse 12. We can know the peace and joy of God's promise. that he said in Hebrews 13, 15, he says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Emmanuel, God with us. I just want to ask you, have you received God's most wondrous gift, the Lord Jesus Christ? If you haven't, you need to just do it right now. Open your heart and say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need you. I believe that you came as a baby in Bethlehem. You lived a sinless life. You healed. You spoke the truth. You went to the cross. You died and rose again, and now you're at the right hand of the Father. And you're coming again someday soon. And Jesus, I receive you into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Set me free from the power of sin and Satan. Make me a new person inside. Fill me with your spirit so that I might live for you all the rest of my days. Thank you for hearing my cry. Thank you for saving me, Lord. Amen. 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 That is awesome. And that's the whole point of Christmas is Jesus coming. And um, by the way, all you Rescue Radio people, we have a present for you. We have a gift for you. Um, From Rescue Radio, Life Recovery, uh, Jerry, myself, and Desiree, we have a wonderful gift that you can open on Christmas Eve. If you uh, either go to our website or if you're on our constant contact, if you are not signed up to get our emails, um, please go to the website, www.liferecovery.com, and and, uh, sign up. Join us for this wonderful gift. Uh, It will be a blessing to you and your family. And so um, it's a surprise until you open it Christmas Eve or thereafter. Uh, So God bless you. Have a wonderful Christmas and be sure to sign up, liferecovery.com, and uh, join us next week for Rescue Radio. God bless. I have an emergency. What is your location? 